And understand that when we talk about that residential property disclosure, that four-page document that you go through with your listing broker and you fill out either yes, no, or no representation to the property, well, now once you get that inspection report back, because you will, the buyer's agent's going to be sending it to the listing broker, and then the listing broker's going to go through it with you, Mr. or Mrs. Seller. Well, now that's a known defect to the property. So if for some reason that that agreement between you and the buyer terminates, the buyers back out because they're not satisfied, the buyers freak out and back out, which has happened. I mean, we know that it's happened before. You now lose the coverage of saying no representation. Welcome to the Flagrant Take on Real Estate Podcast, where we hope to inform and educate so therefore you're able to strategize and execute whatever it is you're transactional needs may be in real estate. I'm your host, Fred Johnson, and I thank you for spending some more time with me this week. So let's dive into it. You know, so far we've been focusing more on the buyer side, right? We've been talking about what happens when you can't get pre-approved from the bank. We've discussed the due diligence money and period process to a degree. Not extensively, but we've touched on it. And then recently we had a home inspector, my man Jerry Brown, come through and kind of let you guys know a little bit of what the home inspection process is. But today I want to shift the focus, right? There's usually a separate party involved and more or less the reason why we're all here, and that's the seller. What's the seller's responsibility? What's the seller's obligation? And what can the seller be prepared to do should they put their house on the market, go under agreement, and they need to know what the next steps are. So let's dive into it, right? First and foremost, as we were talking about the due diligence process and we were talking about the home inspection report, what's the other party like when they get that 30-page report that says, this is wrong with your house, this is wrong with the, you know, your house, and you're seeing all these different things to show imperfections to your home? First and foremost, it's probably a lot to not get offended right off the bat, but you shouldn't. And hopefully you've talked through this with your real estate professional who's been able to let you know, listen, this report's going to have a lot of itemized items. However, not all of them will need to be addressed. So let's dive into it, right? When the buyers come to the seller and they say, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, whomever seller, these are the things we want you to repair. Are you obligated to fix all of them? Well, that answer is no. Built into the offer to purchase is the expectation that in North Carolina, properties are to be sold as is. However, and I will offer this caveat. We've talked about the real estate, you know, the residential property disclosure document, right? Four page document where sellers have the ability to answer yes, no, or no representation. North Carolina buyer beware state, which is what we've touched on before, right? But what does that mean when you get this home inspection report back and you're put off by all the repair requests? I have to slow down every time I say that because if I start talking too fast, it goes crazy. Anyway, you're put off by all of these repair requests from the buyer. So now what are you? Are you in a position where you can back out of the deal? That answer is absolutely not. See, the seller has an obligation and a duty to act. You put your home up for sale, you go under agreement, the expectation is you are going to sell your home. So what happens then? Well, one of two options, right? You can acquiesce, you can make the repairs, you can vet the contractors. Sometimes you and the buyer have to come to an agreement on who's selected to make the repair because they want to make sure it's done adequately. They want to make sure it's not just your friend from down the street who's hooking it up or more or less because everybody watches HGTV and feels pretty handy themselves. They want to make sure it's not just you making the repair saying, everything's okay. So you could go that route. Or what we're finding a lot now is that buyers are offering, I'm sorry, sellers are offering credits in lieu of repair. Therefore, taking a little bit off of the sales price, but do you really want to do that? Or giving some of that due diligence money back, which I've yet to encounter, 
but it is an option. But for the seller, understand that while you don't have to necessarily address some of the more, let's say, superficial requests that the buyers may have, it does behoove you to work with your buyer. They have skin in the game just like you do. And understand that when we talk about that residential property disclosure, that four-page document that you go through with your listing broker and you fill out either yes, no, or no representation to the property, well, now once you get that inspection report back, because you will, the buyer's agent's going to be sending it to the listing broker, and then the listing broker's going to go through it with you, Mr. or Mrs. Seller. Well, now that's a known defect to the property. So if for some reason that that agreement between you and the buyer terminates, the buyer's back out because they're not satisfied, the buyers freak out and back out, which has happened. I mean, we know that it's happened before. You now lose the coverage of saying no representation. And even if you don't want to answer yes or no, even in light of the new evidence and the new defects you've been made aware of, your broker does have to make everybody else aware. There's a line that I got from my mentor, Miss Vanita Payton. If a broker knows, they must disclose. And therefore, once the defects to the property are known, you really lose that mask of mysteriousness as it comes to your property and another buyer has to go through the process of, of uncovering it for you. You know, so it has to be made known. And should you put it back on the market, guess what? Those defects do have to be made known to any potential buyer who walks in the door. What it could do to affect your list price or what it could do to hurt your ability to hit that top dollar number, should that be your motivation? Who knows? But that's why, you know, as a broker, I really encourage all parties to remain in the saddle together, hash it out, and reach that destination of settlement because you're dealing with parties who have an interest in the property. You have an interest in selling. They have an interest in buying. Checkbox number one, right? They're approved. They're qualified. They're willing buyers. They've put due diligence down. Earnest money's sitting out in escrow right now. So there's still this anticipation of wanting to go follow through with the process. So therefore, it would behoove you as the seller to follow through and try to figure out what ways in which you can make sure that the buyer's needs are met, your needs are met with as little injury as possible. Furthermore, it does help at times if you were to go with your you know, listing broker, they do offer the opportunity of having a pre-inspection. And this was something that Jerry and I were able to get to and unfortunately ended up on the cutting room floor due to some technical difficulties. But you can go through the pre-inspection pre, oh pre process where you're able to at least get some understanding of what's going on in your house. What type of piping do you have? Let's take a look at that roof. Let's make sure everything's good. I know you saw some discoloration in the vents in the bathroom. Let's make sure. It could just be a, a piping connection in there and there should be a little drippage. That's fine. That can be rectified. But you do want to have some knowledge of what's going on in your house. And I know sometimes when buyers say, listen, this property is being sold as is, even as it's written into the offer to purchase in North Carolina, every property is to be sold as is. You're not obligated to make any repairs. However, if you don't make the repairs and a major latent defect is uncovered, well, it is something that has to be made known to the public. And roofing issues, foundation issues, HVAC issues, electrical issues, plumbing issues, certain things like that, it's a big risk for a buyer. And they're going to have to take it into account when they're deciding what they're actually going to want to put down for your property as far as list price. So understand, guys, I try not to, you know, throw too much at you all at once. And I love for engagement. So if you're thinking of putting your property on the market, think about some of these things that we discussed a little bit today. What it hits you that didn't quite sit right. What didn't you like to hear? Right. Because we know sellers want three things. They want to be able to put their house on the market. They want to get top dollar 
and they wanted to go smooth. But guess what? That's not every process. We hope and wish that it was. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. And having a good real estate professional helps you kind of get over those humps that you encounter. Because sometimes, I mean, it's more often than not inevitable that you're going to run into it. But understand that anything can be overcome when people have the right mindset, stick to the goal, and cooler heads prevail in the end. All right? So again, to recap a little bit for Mr. and Mrs. Seller who may be thinking about putting their property on the market. You want to make sure that you allow for the buyers to have proper time to vet the property. It's written into the process of this is when the due diligence period is going to be. And it's expected and understood that during that time, they're going to have to come in. They're going to have the home inspector, right? They may get a radon test. So therefore, that's a testing you know, process that could take 48 hours where they need to set up equipment in the home and let it run. It can get pretty invasive, but you do have to make your property available for all of this to take place during this time because, well, the buyers put money down. This is their investment, so therefore they have the rights to it to some degree to be able to make sure they get the knowledge they need so they can push through with the transaction and feel comfortable in doing so. So you want to make sure that your property is presentable or as presentable as possible. You want to make sure that you're making it available. And then when you do get those repair requests, you want to make sure that you allow for cooler heads to prevail. Not saying that everything has to be addressed. Major items, everything is a negotiation in real estate. So therefore, should something come up with the roof, electrical system, plumbing, what have you, understand that there are other avenues to explore Besides you having to shell out money in regards to making the repair, you can talk about offering a buyer credit. So there's many different options. You want to make sure that you're versed and well aware of all of them that you can pursue. And hopefully you can reach your goal of getting that sell off and moving to wherever your heart desires. For me, that's going to be the beach one of these days. But we'll see. I hope you all are well. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's the Flagrant Take on Real Estate Podcast. You can find us on a multitude of platforms. First and foremost, if you're watching, what up? You can find us on my IGTV, Facebook, and our YouTube page. Audibly, if you're just listening, hi. I'm waving to you, but you can't see it. You can hear us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and coming soon to Pandora. But in any event, I'm always available to you if you have any questions, and I'd love to answer them as best as I can. Hit me up. Y'all take care of each other and yourself.